Welcome to episode 68 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Hardship is found on a path with known obstacles. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. I want to talk to you about a, a very powerful word, the word hardship. You know, I hear in the culture that people are very concerned about uh, generations currently being soft or being entitled. And uh, there certainly may be some truth to that. But the word hardship is part and parcel of the gospel. And I think it's important that we try to get a grasp on it as much as we can. And what does that mean? You know, what do you embrace and what do you resist? What do you rebuke and what do you receive? In Second Timothy, when Paul was writing his last will and testament to Timothy, he talks about two different kinds of hardship in a matter of several verses. In verse 3, he says, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Then in verse 9, he says, for which I suffer hardship even to the imprisonment as a criminal, but the word of God is not imprisoned. Uh, there are two distinctly different Greek words that are used here for hardship, and this is really what caught my attention on this some time ago. And uh, I want to just share that with you. I think it will bring some understanding to us so that we can rightly divide the Word of God and know how to apply this to our life and to our ministries. The first one here in 2 Timothy 1.3 is a phrase, suffer hardship with me, is literally one Greek compounded word. Uh, it's a little bit of a complicated word, but it's used uniquely here in this verse. The, and it's a three-part word, sun, chaos, and pathos. And it means to be together in bad or wicked circumstances with suffering. It's one complete thought. When you see the word sun, S-U-N, in the Greek as a prefix, it means to connect or to be together. If you do some word studies, you'll see that word pop up. For instance, in 2 Corinthians 6.1, the word is used here. And working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. So that word together is that same word where he says, suffer hardship with me. It's the same prefix that he's talking about. Now, this invitation here, and that's what I'm going to call it, invitation, is more than just identification. It's more than uh, being sympathetic. It's more than being moved. It's more than being touched. It's literally being in the same plane as what is going on. Now, what is the Apostle Paul talking about in 2 Timothy Two, three. Well, if you read the end of the first chapter, he talks about uh, things like this in verse 15. You are aware of the fact that those who were in Asia turned away from me, whom were Figlius and Harmongius. The Lord grant mercy to the house of Omniceros, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he was in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well the services he rendered to me at Ephesus. 
Then he goes on and starts the second chapter with, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ and the things which you have learned from me. Then verse 3 talks about the suffering he's done. So I think there's two ways we can look at this verse in its original intent and application. What exactly did the Apostle Paul mean when he used that compounded word, suffer hardship with me? What was his original intent? What was the exact point he was trying to make? He's talking to Timothy about having an understanding of participating in suffering, of participating in hardship. Let me make a little distinction for you. Suffering is when you do something, okay, and or when you don't do something. Suffering is when there's life. Hardship is when you choose a road, okay? I choose this road. I choose to start this business, and I'm willing to suffer the hardship. I choose to have a larger family, and I'm and willing to deal with some of the consequences and, and hardships that come with that. So when he's talking about hardship, I want you to catch the flow of this throughout the New Testament. When he's talking about hardship, he's talking about choosing a certain path where he knows there are uphill climbs, there are obstacles, there are rocks and moats that are part of it. In other words, when you're walking in hardship, you're nobody's victim. You're choosing the path that you were walking in. When suffering comes along, sometimes you're suffering because things have gone sideways. It's not a path you'd have chose, but you're bearing up under it by the grace of God. So, what he's talking to Timothy here about is not just identifying with the fact that people have rejected him, but understanding that if you're going to follow me, you're going to follow me in rejection. In other words, I just don't want you to feel bad for me. I don't want you to sympathize, empathize with me in my hardship of being rejected, people that have turned their back, people that have fallen away. But you've got to buy into this. You've got to own the fact that the path you've chosen is going to have hardship. It could also mean this, and it may in additionally mean this, that the very people who rejected Paul, Paul was saying to Timothy, because we're together, if they've rejected me, they've rejected you, and you've got to treat them like enemies of the gospel. You've got to treat them like enemies of your ministry, like I would. Now, we know what Jesus said about treating enemies. Love your enemies, but you have to identify your enemies. So Paul clearly identifies his enemies numerous times. So he's just not talking about a sympathetic heart. He's not just giving an inspirational talk on, hey, you know, you're going to have some hardship. He's saying, suffer hardship with me. The hardship in this text seemingly has got to be the end of chapter one about the rejection that he's dealt with and people that have fallen away. Now, this is different than 1 Corinthians 12, 26, where we see the identification of suffering or the identification of hardship. And I just want to read that to you because it really gives you an understanding of how powerful this word is that Paul is using here in 2 Timothy 2.3. But if you go with me to 1 Corinthians 12.26, it says, And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members honored with it. Now, he uses the word suffer here twice. It's a completely different word. The first word is pasho, P-S-H-O. It's pasho. Okay, and the second word is simpasho. 
Think, spell that word out, S-Y-M-P-A-C-H-O, simpatia. What does that word look like? It's where we get our English word sympathy. So he says if one member suffers, if one member feels pain, then all the members simpatia. They're not feeling the same pain. You know, if a guy hits his hand with the hammer, boom, he has pasho. If we watch him hit his hand with the hammer, oh, we have simpasho. We have sympathy. Oh, man, that, oh, that hurts. And we, we identify with that. That's very strong. But what Paul is talking about in 2 Timothy 2, verse 3, is stronger than even that. He's not talking merely about identifying and sympathizing. He is literally talking about committing yourself to the same pain. He's talking about an invitation. He's talking about a participation. And I would go this far. As I've researched this phrase, I would come to this conclusion. I think the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, you know what? If you're going to follow me, if you're going to work with me, this is an obligation. If you're going to follow Jesus and work with Jesus, this is an obligation. Make up your mind, there will be rejection. There will be people that will fall away on the path you have chosen. You have chosen this path, and you need to know the hardships that you've signed up for. Again, I think it's very possible that Paul could be saying to Timothy, look, if these people have rejected me, if you're going to walk with me, you can't be you can't be friends with these people. You can't be in covenant with these people. You can't act like nothing's happened. You know, that's what covenant relationship is. Covenant relationship is your friends are my friends and your enemies are mine enemies. Now, obviously, we've got to guard our heart on those issues. and We've got to be pure. But I don't think it's a stretch to say that that is what Paul is referring to by the use of that word. Because later on in that chapter in verse 9, where he talks about uh, enduring hardship, he uses just a regular word for hard, things that are, you know, that they go against the grain. They're, they're, not, they're not good circumstances. They're not good uh, that we understand. So we've got to understand those differences. Now, one of the words where that Sampasho is used, by the way, is uh, Romans 8.17 where it says, and if children heirs, also heirs of Christ and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him. Obviously, we can't physically suffer with Jesus. But if we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. What's he talking about in Romans eight seventeen? He's talking about the same thing he's talking about in Second Corinthians or First Corinthians twelve twenty six, some pasha to identify with the sufferings of Christ, to look at what Jesus did, the, the the crucifixion, the rejection, and feel that in our spirit to be moved by that. But what Paul's talking about in Second Timothy two one three is greater than that. It's literally being in the same soup. That's the hardship God has called us to. By the way, man, that's how you know you're really in a covenant relationship. Somebody that just doesn't identify with you, they jump in the pot with you, and they start rowing with you. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. Check these words out, great words that the Apostle Paul used. Share this podcast with somebody. Trust this was a blessing to you, in Jesus' name. Today, Keith had a discussion on hardship. When you are walking in hardship, you have chosen the path that you are walking on. You have chosen a path with known obstacles. 
In covenant relationship, we do as Paul was instructing Timothy to do in 2 Timothy 2-3. We suffer hardship together. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.